Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at Cause Pods, we have one simple mission to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who's just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, state, country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guests' favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. Taking you across the country here, we are chatting with Christopher Valona. He is director at Project Sebastian and host of the Project Sebastian podcast. This is a podcast that is raising awareness for Batten disease. And obviously, Christopher here is a very, very close connection to this. So, Christopher, first of all, thank you so much for joining us here on CausePots today. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. So, Project Sebastian, obviously, you have a very close link to that. So, tell us a little bit about Sebastian and tell us a little bit about what Batten disease exactly is for those who don't know. Sure. First of all, Batten disease is a neurological fatal disease that is often misdiagnosed early on in childhood years wasting a lot of time with misdiagnosis. The bottom line is that there is no cure. It is a neurological disease. And most people who hear about that term, they don't understand it. They've never heard it before. And I'm here to tell you that I wish I didn't know anything about it. So Sebastian, around the age of five, had his first seizure, followed up a few months later by a second seizure, and then multiple seizures, going through a bunch of different types of drugs to help him counteract his seizures. They were finally told that epilepsy wasn't the main reason as to what was going on. There was a lot of other side effects. He was losing his ability to speak as well. He was losing his ability to talk. His fine motor skills were starting to deteriorate. And then he started going blind. So we had a genetic test done and we realized that we are in the fate that we are now, which is Batten disease under the variant of CLN8. There are 14 different recorded variants of the same disease, all of which require a separate type of cure because it's genetically speaking, you can't do it without having a genetic blueprint of each variant disease. Wow. What was it like once you were given this diagnosis? How did that impact you and your family? Oh, it was devastating. Just trying to figure out epilepsy itself was just oh, mind boggling. I mean, I've known some Adults that have had epilepsy, they take pills and they're good. They have this warning system called an aura and they know when they're going to have a seizure. And I couldn't really fathom my son having anything wrong with him at that time. And here we were in the knee deeps of epilepsy and I was going to cure epilepsy. I quit everything to find a cure for epilepsy. I got into the CBD business and created a cannabidiol drug, pharmaceutical grade with medical marijuana and got into that business, created Sequoia CBD, and was working with major universities and trials. And it was during that time that we realized that there was a greater event happening called Batten disease, and it destroyed everything in our lives. Subsequently got divorced, couldn't figure out how to get along with the mother. We had two different ideas and strategies on how to help the kid. And then there was my other son, who's younger, who was completely like destroyed about this because his brother was not normal. He wasn't able to play with him anymore. So it was a completely life-changing, life-altering, shattering. It's a bad fucking thing, man. And I think that without having a core group of strong men and women in my life and like my family, I don't know if I would be here today. 
it's horrible. I don't know if any of you out there have a child that's dying, but it's awful. It's horrible. I, and not that this is anywhere near on the same level, but I have twin children and my daughter at four months old was put into the hospital, was quite sick. And she actually had two seizures essentially in my arms. And an episode like that is heartbreaking. But to hear a diagnosis like this, I can't, as a parent, any parent listening, I am sure are heartbroken and just cannot even fathom what this is like. And so I imagine that as you were talking about a support group, that part of the impetus for this podcast was to not only share the story and get awareness out there, but I imagine also it kind of works as like being on a therapy couch for you, right? Oh, for sure. The podcast for self, I mean, for me, I'm going to be a little selfish here, has tremendously helped me deal with life in itself. I mean, I do therapy. I've been sober 22 years. And I got to tell you, talking to another family that has a special needs child, which is what we focus on on the Project Sebastian podcast, and hearing their struggles and their challenges in the day-to-day and their struggles that lead to triumphs, man, it's such an uplifting. It is my new drug of choice to hear families going through all of the problems as well as coming up with solutions and to actually networking a support group, if you will, through a podcast that just came to be out of nothing. It's amazing. So roughly how many other families are battling this right now? In the Batten community, there are not as many as you would think, but there's a lot more than you would think. So when people say how many, it's just so indetermined. I know for a fact that we just got this thing called a Batten map. And if I could just pull it up here really fast, it's crazy that there's so many in North America, but there's a lot in Europe and all of a sudden, and the thing that comes down to it, it's like there's new diagnoses all the time. And like I said, the thing that's crazy is that more variants are becoming more prevalent in the sense that Beyond Batten Disease Foundation created this Batten disease map. And you can go online just like I did right now. And it's crazy. It has the entire world and they're everywhere. I'd have to say that there's probably under a thousand known cases, but there's probably more out there. It's very rare. And there are a lot of people that are trying to find a cure. So that's what we do. We fundraise and we help the children through clinical trials. What's the progress being made on a cure or at least on treatments that can prolong things for as long as possible? Well, there's been a lot of great movement in this area of research and clinical trials. There's been a lot of monumental companies that have actually gotten behind the Batten disease research. Tracy Van Houten's one of them. He is really fighting the charge for pharmaceutical companies to get in here to do research, to do more and more CNL1, two, three are the worst, I would have to say, out of all of them because they strike first early on in childhood. But there are clinical trials going on. Another great set of families under the CLN6 banner, the Charlotte and Gwyneth Foundation, Kristen Gray and her husband Gordon basically spearheaded the CNL6 research and actually funded their own clinical trial through raising funds with all their friends in Hollywood. And they've been raising so much money and doing so much good that pharmaceutical companies are realizing that they need to get into the space of gene therapy. And gene therapy replacement, although it's great, it's not a cure, it's more than a stopgap measure, but you're finding that the more clinical trials they do and helping these children stay alive is where the real data comes from, where you can actually find out what happens when you do gene therapy replacement and you can actually see the children 
it stops the progression of the disease, but now we got to figure out how to make it better, how to recoup what has been lost in the body. And as you know, in the brain, it's very hard to do that. So tell us more about Sebastian. Sure. The pictures, and it looks just like a happy child. Yeah, it's amazing that this kid, he is having a horrible experience in life, and he is not liking the fact that his body is giving out, but he's extremely positive, and he's so happy. I am truly blessed to have the children in my life. Sebastian is like my champion of strength. He is that guy that is like having a bad day, and he says, it's okay, just be tough. And you can't teach that. And I don't know if it's me being as positive as a person as I am, because let me tell you, I have shitty days just like everybody else. But this kid, he is so positive and he's so happy. And the good thing about this kid is that he's got this soul that he helps other children in his own class in wheelchairs. He pushes them around. He gives them kisses and hugs. And man, what a spirit that this kid is. Every day that he's with us, I'm just blessed. He's truly my inspiration for living. I don't think, obviously, as the dad, like you do a lot of justice to this, but I'm not sure people can really understand what a positive spirit he is. I highly encourage you to, we'll have links to all this, but to go to projectsebastian.org and look at the links to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and read the story and see the pictures. You see these pictures and it would just be impossible to know that this is a child who is dealing with something just so heavy like this yeah and he's so funny and he's so smart (laughs) oh my god if you sit down with him in about first five minutes he'll tell you 15 knock knock jokes (laughs) (laughs) he's just one of those kids he's just the thing is that i always have this rule of thumb we never let the disease define us and that can go in any area of your life but for sebastian and i just we remain vigilant on having a good time. You're right. You wouldn't know that this kid is suffering because he just takes the lemons that he's given. He's making really good lemonade. He's just amazing. That, that's incredible. So what was it that actually led to creating a podcast around your efforts with the, the nonprofit, the 501c3? And, and why did you think this was the right medium for your message? When this whole thing came out on podcasts, there was that part of the app that came with the iPhone. It said podcast. And I was like, what the hell is that? And this one friend of mine a long time ago, he says, it's just like a radio show for the internet. It's not going to be anything big. But Stephen Jobs created that because he knew that that was going to be some sort of a form for people to not have any challenges in just talking to others and creating a story or creating a radio show. I have a degree in broadcast production and TV and film and radio. My father ran television here in Los Angeles for the better part of 40 years. It's really hard to get a show to be put on the air like Kiss FM out here in Los Angeles or to have a show on any type of network. It takes a tremendous amount of money, a tremendous amount of people, and it basically it's luck. If you don't know somebody, you're fucked. You're out. You just keep pounding the pavement. So the podcasting thing, I think, was a, another type of vehicle for a lot of people who wanted to share a story and not necessarily monetize, but to just get out there and share views and points and support groups. And so a couple of my friends were doing it. Tony G has a show out here that he does out in Colorado base. It's called The Be Fulfilled Life. And then you got Dr. Drew Penske. He's got his show. I've been on his show. He's a good friend of mine. 
Joe Rogan experience. You got uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. All these guys are podcasting. And I'm like, what is that about? So I actually started to subscribe to these people, not just my friends, but I started listening to it. And the stories were, were really great. It was like, you go to a meeting, Alcoholics Anonymous, you sit in a meeting. If you can't go to a meeting, people will give you these tapes. And then now tapes have become CDs and CDs have become like digitally recorded you know, meetings. And I just started listening to those. And I said, you know what? I bet... I bet I could get some people to uh, come on my show to talk about, you know, their problems. But what was my niche? And, you know, it just couldn't be, um, you know, batting disease. It, 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 as awesome as that was, I had to open it up. And a really good doctor friend of mine tell me, he said, you know, childhood disease, uh, illnesses that encompass anywhere from autism to batting disease is some type of a form that nobody's really doing it. Nobody's really doing it. And so that's how it came to be. And I put on just a quick welcome about what Batten Disease is. And it got like over 50 plays. And I joined this free app called the Anchor app. And it was so simple. I do everything from my phone. And it was just like it uploaded to Spotify and then iTunes. And then I was able to go on Facebook and just tell everybody about it. And I don't get a whole lot of plays, but I get a lot of great guests who come on and share their story uh, about their child and their situation or their experience with special needs families and how they help out. So it just kind of took off. I imagine that when you're talking to other parents, when you're talking to other families that are going through some type of childhood disease, some type of situation like this, that it might be tough for them to want to open up about this on a podcast? Do you find that to be the case? Or is it just the opposite, that these folks want to share their story? They want to, like Sebastian, highlight how amazing their kids are and how the world should not see them as different or outliers or outcasts, that these are still just children who deserve the love and respect that we should all get? It's a great question. You have a lot of people that want to talk about it, that want to get it out that want to share a lot of people that just do not want to talk about it. They're very private people. They're very scared and it's frustrating for them to want to share that because let's face it, people judge others and uh, other people who get judged feel already less than, and they don't want to share their personal stories or their tragedies about their children because it's sad. And believe me, I was one of those guys where we were riddled with fear. We don't know how to talk to anyone about this thing outside of a therapist or a doctor and the doctor that's diagnosing you is just it's kind of like night and day with those guys it's just like yeah he's got this he's gonna die and there's nothing you can do about it there's no cure so i think that the format that i've created has shown people that it's okay to talk about something really horrible and i gotta tell you i try to prep people but they just keep going and going and going they go off script so to speak And they just basically throw up all over the microphone. And then they text me or call me after the show. And they say, thank you so much for that. That felt so good. That's incredible. So, I mean, you have a little bit of a background in media production. And you said your dad did a lot of this. But for others who are thinking about launching a podcast or some sort of digital content project like this to get the word out there to raise awareness for a good cause. What's some good advice you would give or some pitfalls that maybe you ran into that you would want them to avoid? The challenges I had about this whole media was, I think I just had to get out of my own way. I had this tremendous amount of fear. And I remember talking to Vernon Foster. He's got a show and he's called The Podcast King. (laughs) He's just so, 
He's just so exciting and so happy, and everybody should listen to him too. But he was in this group with me, and it was called Destroying Excuses. And he says, what do you really want to do? And I said, I think I want to start a podcast. And we were going back through my instant messenger on Facebook, and he heard the first show about a year ago. He's like, damn, dude, that took you over six months to actually get out of your own way. Good job. And it's true. We always feel that we're going to be awful and nobody's going to listen and we're not going to do this right and we're going to offend people. And I got to tell you, that's all true. But how will you know until you actually do it? So the only thing that I can say that was really a problem, because it doesn't cost anything, to be honest with you, it's 100% free. You're already paying for internet. There's free apps out there that create podcasts, such as the Anchor app. And all you got to do is put the content out there and all you're doing is talking. So it's really 100% free. And I think that when you get into like bigger shows or people that want to help you monetize it, then there might be a challenge, you know, technically. Like, (laughs) it's so funny. In the beginning of the show, you said, hey, can you go get a microphone (laughs) and your headphones? I usually do everything just in front of my computer, but you're right. It sounds better even though I got hammers in the background. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a credit to you. There is a lot going on in the house back there, and we haven't heard the dog barking in a little while, but I think regardless of what's going on in the background and anything else, this is just such a fantastic, heartwarming story and, and really, you know, amazing thing that you're doing that is, one, beneficial to you, but also, as you said, beneficial to so many other families that are struggling probably day to day to stay positive, to deal with medical professionals, to get answers, to just feel like there is somebody else out there like them, that they're not alone. And so I think everyone's really, it's totally worth it then to go through all of this. As far as how the podcast supports the nonprofit or vice versa, what are some things that folks listening to this can do that would benefit Project Sebastian and help in this fight? This is a great question. Life's in session every day and we choose to show up or not. And even though I've got a bunch of stuff going on in the background and a dog barking and people putting in air conditioning units, I'm pretty blessed. These are quality problems. In respect to what people can do, yeah, the typical stuff is to go to my website, go to projectsebastian.org, hit the donate button and donate something. And if you can't donate, then share my site with others. And if you can't do that, then get on the Instagram page, Project Sebastian 1. Get on Twitter, Gaga V Project. These are things that are free to do, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time or money. We need your support, just like anything else in this world. We're doing this podcast with you at Cause Pods today because we were actually on a podcasting group. (laughs) And you had told me about your podcast. And that's how it happens. One person talking to another about something great. And it's about sharing the message. By no means that I do any of this alone. A lot of people would say that I had help. And I did. I had an amazing board members to push me into this position because I didn't know what else to do. And by doing so, you make enough noise. I was actually just, what are you going to do about it? I said, I'm going to call my congressman. I'm going to call my senator, yada, yada, yada. But I actually did. I actually called my state officials and said, hey, I have a child who's dying. I need some help. I need some money because I don't know what to do. And treatments cost millions and millions of dollars and it's not covered by insurance. What are you going to do? How am I going to do it? Can we have a discussion? I got to tell you, Senator Scott Wilk sat down with me and he says, let's create some sort of noise for you and let's get you out there. And he did just that. 
He invited me to the Capitol. He created with me uh, the Batten Disease Awareness Weekend. He got that resolution signed. It's the first ever Batten Disease recognition in the state of California. And we're meeting with Congresswoman Katie Hill next month to discuss how to get more money for such types of diseases like Project Sebastian to help cure Batten disease and to help others. These things require money, obviously. So whatever you can donate, it's amazing. But you, you can find things that don't cost anything that you're already doing. So like Amazon has a type of site that mirrors Amazon. It's called smile.amazon.com. And basically that's a site to where Amazon donates 1% back to all purchases to the foundation if you register your foundation if you're a 501c3. So every week I tell people, hey, you're shopping anyway. Go to smile.amazon.com and put in Project Sebastian as your charity of choice. And then it's like, set it and forget it, man, just like Ronco. And the money comes in. It's not much, but it's something. And I think that there's more value in the awareness aspect than anything else. If we just tell 10 people or one person, it may resonate with you. It may get to somebody like Will Smith. And Will Smith may call me and say, hey, man, I want to help you. I don't know if he's going to be in my podcast, but this is how it works. It's just like one person talking to another, and it creates this chain and this alliance to actually help some kids stay alive. We're just trying to save kids one life at a time. Wow. It is an incredible thing that you're doing your strength, your optimism, your persistence, which I imagine a lot of that is fed by your son who, as you've told us, and as I can see from the images, just radiates positivity. And so I want to make sure everybody who's listening to this and everybody who's going to see the links and, and see what we're doing, really encourage you to head to projectsebastian.org. There will be a link in the show notes to that, but it's easy enough, projectsebastian.org. Find the podcast, subscribe to it on your favorite platform, make a donation, and we'll, of course, have a donation link for Project Sebastian that we'll set up. Do something as simple as click on their Amazon Smile link and go about doing your regular Amazon business and, and help a good cause. And more importantly, just tell somebody else about this because it might not impact you. It might not impact somebody directly that you know, but every little bit helps. Awareness is so important and the word just might get out to the right person who can make a huge impact in Sebastian's life in, and in the life of any of the, the families that are a part of this organization. Chris, I know there's a lot going on there, but I just want to thank you so much for sharing this story, sharing what you do, salute you for everything that you're doing on behalf of your son and on behalf of all the families that are battling Batten disease or, or some other type of special need and, and just say thank you so much for, for joining us here today. I appreciate you for reaching out to me and telling me about your platform. I, I had no idea that this was even possible <laughs> to get to you today, which was awesome. And I'm sorry that there's so much background noise, but uh, if I may invite any of the listeners to reach out to me in a DM or a private message, I would love to hear your story too, about you're struggling with your special needs situation or your kids or your family and that we may be able to help direct you into the right support system or the, maybe the right clinical trial. So that's the next step for Project Sebastian. Just wanted to let you all know because of all of the support up to this point, we will be definitely participating in a clinical trial this year through Amicus Therapeutics. 
we just pray that these kids get put into the program. It's not just Sebastian. There's like 20 kids, 30 kids that are waiting to have life-saving treatment. So all the prayers and all the donations are helping. And I just wanted to just give everybody a quick thank you who's listening, who've never heard of us, who will hear of us. We're not going anywhere. So thank you very much for having us on. And again, we'll make sure that there are links so that you can easily, easily connect with Chris and, and Project Sebastian. Chris, thanks so much. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support their favorite efforts. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And remember, if you have a cause pod and want to join me for an interview, please check out causepods.org and fill out the interview request form. If approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you're doing with the CausePod audience. Thanks again, and see you next time on CausePods. Pods.